0: So the big question is this, how are leaders like you that recognize people and technology are the backbone of the company they're building, continue to make progress when they have no clear idea on how to develop individuals and utilize technology in a way that helps them remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Tom and Michaela, and welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. Um, today I surprised you, didn't I? You did. I did. How do you like my hat? I got my. I'm sporting my hat again.
1: I like you in your hat. I like my hat. Yeah, I like
0: it. I like the first one better though.
1: I know. Damn dogs.
0: Damn dogs. Get right. back. Get my hat. Best hat ever. Had it back for two days, and the damn dog chewed it up.
1: Yeah, it was bad.
0: Then we had to order another one, and it took like two weeks to get here. I
1: know.
0: Did I think they for, did it get lost the first time?
1: I think they wrote the address down wrong.
0: They did write the address down wrong. That's right. That critical thinking skills that you have there. (laughs) Anyways, let's jump back into the show. Um, So, the last podcast we did, um, we kind of got in this whole QA mindset. And, you know, we get like probably not a lot, probably anywhere from between 10 to 20 questions a week of just like with random viewers of questions hit me up on text or email or chat and and just saying, hey, listen, I have a question over this. What is your answer? And oftentimes I'll answer them. I'll come back. But then I figure, you know what? I'm just going to wait, hold these back for the podcast. and We're going to talk through some of this stuff, kind of see how we volley this stuff back and forth. So no idea. These are random questions. We kind of threw them out there. I literally copied and pasted them from email and threw them into a notepad. And so I have them here. I have not read them. I have not gone through them. So here we go. You ready?
1: I guess so. (laughs) It makes me a little nervous.
0: (laughs) I think it's wonderful. Question number one, and hopefully Victoria, ding, Victoria. I hope you're going to post this up so everybody can see it. So anyways, um, I recently graduated. So how do I get a job in a company that wants experience? Oh, this is a good one. Those I've, are
1: hard because you have, I mean, I know. I I remember being there. Do you remember being there? You applied for a job and you didn't get it because you didn't have the experience, but you couldn't get the experience because you didn't have any experience.
0: I always had the looks though, so I got the job. <laughs>
1: Please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> next so anyways if you recently graduated from college or probably college is what they're saying yeah probably and they want a job but they don't have experience what should they do as an HR professional when you're re- reading through resumes not and I'm I'm kind of going pre-pandemic here let's go pre-pandemic let's go back 2019 okay 2018, you're reading through resumes, mm-hmm. and you have the qualifications needed for that position, which were probably arbitrarily made up anyways <laughs> by some person. Okay. How does one go about obtaining a position when they don't have any real-world experience, but they graduate with a degree, quote-unquote, in a field at which they sh- want to be working in?
1: Um, well, there's a couple different ways to go about that, I think, depending on your scenario and what you're after, mm-hmm. but there are always volunteer opportunities <laughs> there are always internships there are always volunteer opportunities plus do you have a better answer yes go for it
0: no i'm going to listen to you first
1: Okay. plus um you kind of have to be willing to start at the bottom sometimes
0: that is a i i will agree with you that is an issue people come in they straight want out to college yeah, they they, they wanna want to be the, a manager and a hundred grand mm-hmm. a year starting yep You see that a lot, I'm sure.
1: I see that a lot. Yep. They want to get in. They want to make the big bucks, but they have very little experience. And, um, I know like even a lot of high school kids are coming out of high school, you know, and they don't want to work fast food. They don't want to work at a grocery store Mm -hmm. because they should be making big money doing X, Y, or Z. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're watching these influencers. I love that word, influencers, making huge amounts of money they're making you know they're seeing these kids adults open up internet stores and they're hearing how much these people are making Mm -hmm. and they expect to walk into a job and make huge amounts of money overnight and it just doesn't work that way most of the time
0: (laughs) yeah you know i i think first of all when people graduate from from college they're doing it for one of two reasons a either You know they they have to because they want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or somebody that um, is required by some sort of law in order to have um, they have to have a degree in order to do that but if you're literally in school for business management or marketing drop out now like there's there's absolutely zero reason for college at this point inside of a lot of different fields typically people are going to college because mommy and daddy want them to go to college or that they feel that they'll let mom and dad down if they don't go to college. But the reality is, is or that- Or
1: society in general. I mean, they start asking you in school in seventh grade what you wanna be when you grow up yeah. and what college you're gonna go to. Yeah. And they start pushing for applications to schools in junior high. So well, it's Devin, kind of an expectation. Yeah.
0: Devin, one of the guys that we hired, you know, he, he graduated from, from a, 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 a trade school and I think it was a two or three year program he came from. And, and he went to, to school for technology, I guess. And, um, but he was, he was doing a job as a videographer for a wedding company inside of the state of Nebraska. And, um, we hired him based on those skills. I mean, you know, and not that he's doing anything with, I mean, he's doing some with some video stuff for us. He's doing a wonderful job. But his goal is that of a systems admin, and when we hired him, we wanted him to document his day and his process over what he was doing every day. And, you know, they're starting that process, and I think they're doing a really good job with it. But it's just like, you know, these kids that are coming out of school at 22 years old, you know, they need to put their head down and not worry about it. So... And if you don't have experience or if, if, you, if your end all game is you want to be an accountant and you went to four years or five years or seven years of accounting school and you, you want to become a CPA, then there's nothing else to do but probably intern with somebody, um, get a job somewhere in the accounting realm inside of corporate accounting or inside of a business or maybe, you know, work for several nonprofits if you want to, to do that. But at the end of the day, um, you're going to have to work up that ladder. You're going to have to start at zero and work up and just like you if you are going to be an accounting entrepreneur and you want to own the accounting space within a certain region you got to have clients and you got to have clout and you're going to start at probably like the last episode you're going to start getting some clients at the very low end of the spectrum and kind of building your way up until you can build a certain point to charge enough money to make a living at it otherwise you're going to be an intern man just start out and and work
1: mm-hmm.
0: and but by large, on the whole, I hate using that phrase. You know, don't expect to get out of college and make, you know, a hundred grand a year and be a senior leader inside of a company. It's going to take a lot of years, a lot of, you know, it takes work. A lot of hard
1: work. Yep.
0: So, I don't know. That's my answer. <laughs> it
1: takes experience to get experience. You do.
0: I went to college for this, and I can show you what to do. Bull crap. <laughs> I got forty-two years on you, kid. <laughs> we're going to show you what to do. It was kind of funny. I was even working on a few things the other night for, for a client. And, and it was, it was one of those things where, where you had this, this lapse, like you remember 15 years ago when I was presented with something very similar. And this guy that was this, um, corporate it senior managing it partner, member person, whatever the job titles were back in the day. Um, I remember him saying something and I, I kind of brushed him off, but you know what? 15 years later, it's like, now I sound like him.
1: (laughs) What did he say? It was,
0: it was something about cost. Like it was something to do around cost. And you know, when you buy something, say you're going to buy a server and it costs, you know, say $8,000 and the company says you know how much does that cost and just those words is just like you know it doesn't cost eight thousand dollars yes the physical hardware costs this much money but there's a lot of other costs that go into effect with running this equipment you know we talk about labor and maintenance and monitoring and 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 just everything and so when people look at it they they look at the the cost of ownership and they get it wrong every time so Bandwidth was another one that he went off on one time. I said, hey, let's just buy more bandwidth and we'll get, you know, a hundred meg internet connection back in the day. And he said, the internet's like a dog eating dog food. You, you can put as much there as you want, but people are just going to gobble it back up again. So great. Get a gigabit internet. That's great. It's, it'll be saturated within a month. <laughs> put a, you know, I see that all the time. <laughs> yeah, so it is what it is there. So, but yeah, so it was kind of funny. You look back in those days. So hmm. yeah, anyways, work that's the answer Mm
1: -hmm.
0: don't have high expectations I I won't say it next question next question oh geez I got my hat on today and my phone is not doing the face ID thing have you ever made a business decision that messed up your friendship and relationship with someone
1: You want to answer that one?
0: Mm, I'll let you start first.
1: I don't think we made a business decision that messed up the friendship. I think there were reactions to decisions made, perhaps that messed up that relationship.
0: Long pause. (laughs) Business decisions that messed up a friendship. Yes, 100%. And I think that's okay.
1: Explain. Or not.
0: <laughs> so, for those of you that know me and understand who I am, I have some really strong ethics when it comes to protecting client data and protecting um, environments, security, and everything else as it relates to my customers. I shouldn't say that word, as it relates to clients or partners that we deal with. And I have had, probably over the course of a decade or so, a couple individuals that have worked with me in the past, they worked on our team, you know, they were employees, I guess, for lack of better terms, and they messed up they I found out that they were stealing from the company they were um, you know potentially um, stealing from clients Um, they were they were taking passwords or confidential data that they shouldn't have and by God I have triggers set in every corner of our world so if somebody does try to download this data if somebody does try to get access to it every alarm starts blinking everywhere inside my world so we know within seconds of someone trying to um, obtain this information. And it's happened a couple times where the tech, the geek thinks that he or she, um, wants to go in business for themselves and, and compete with the man and (laughs) compete with the company, which is employing them. And you know, these people are called friends, you know, you, you've gone to dinner with them, you know, their families, you, you've worked with them, you grew up with them over the past several years. And, or maybe ten years, and they're working with you, and they do this. So the answer is yes. I made a business de- decision to fire his rear and get out of them. And did that have effects on the company? Yeah, it false reviews, false this, and you know they got upset, they got butt hurt because something happened. And and so now I made a business decision based on ethics to fire someone, and that person then would end up retaliating against the company and retaliating against me personally. And to the fact that there are just so much hatred out there, you know, rumors and lies and lies and rumors. And quite frankly, I don't give a crap. I look back now and laugh, but, um, there's also been business decisions I've made of firing clients. That's have a negative effect on us on morale. Um, we've made decisions on, um, not doing business with somebody or, um, maybe to do business with somebody and that somebody alienated certain employees that we had because maybe they didn't like that company or they didn't like that person or whatnot. So there's been multiple decisions. I think it's inevitable at that point where I think all business owners are going to make a decision that not everybody is always happy with.
1: Yeah, you can't make everybody happy in business so, for sure.
0: How about you? Have you ever said something to, to, to a friend or, some, or maybe someone that... Um, you knew that end up hurting the business or being a bad decision. Um, and you can say no.
1: Yeah. I mean, nothing. Again, I go back to decisions were made that were probably misunderstood or, um, misinterpreted and taken in a certain way. Um, right. Uh, but you can't control that you know you can't control what everybody thinks or what everybody believes oh but
0: I was told once I I, you made someone feel like a certain way
1: you were told that I made somebody feel a certain way no not you oh yeah yeah
0: you made me feel this way Hmm. that was like literally (laughs) like my entire life (laughs)
1: I saw you kind of like glaze you, over there for a minute.
0: <laughs> you made me feel angry. Damn you. Now mm-hmm. you're in trouble for making me feel this way.
1: Well, That happens a lot.
0: Crazy. So yes. <laughs> next.
1: Yes. Next.
0: Next, next, next. Last question. I think we're going to cut this one short because those kind of go off. Uh, oh boy. Take a drink first, will you? <laughs> What is it? Pineapple and ginger.
1: Pineapple, ginger.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You know what that is. You're asking about the question.
1: I'm asking about the question.
0: Question. How do I help my employees develop critical thinking and take ownership of what they are doing? How do I let my intern? I'm sorry. Intern. How do I let my employees develop critical thinking and take ownership?
1: When somebody figures out that answer, they can give us a call.
0: (laughs) I think we have some good answers for that.
1: Yeah. The struggle remains.
0: How do you help them? It's not saying how do you fix a situation? How do you help them? I mean, you're obviously a critical thinker. Mm -hmm. You are a very critical thinker when it comes down to it. Your Mm -hmm. processing skills have really (laughs) increased over the past few years. Oh you have God. really matured in your processing skills. Wow, it used to take really? you like days to process something. Now it's getting you down to hours.
1: That's not very nice.
0: <laughs> no, it's a compliment. It's a compliment? It's a compliment. Mm. No, but, but honestly, you know, you're... And, and I do mean it as a compliment. I know where you're going with that, with saying that's not very nice. But I I, I think as you've gotten... I'm sorry, as I have gotten older, and the more that I've known you, you're able to process at a much faster rate. And maybe that's just because of knowledge and experience that you've gained that knowledge over time, so therefore you can process faster, because you already know what the outcome is going to be. Perhaps. someone and I, and I see you in meetings all the time where, where someone's talking about something, and you look bored or frustrated because you know what they're going to say. <laughs> It's like you've already checked out. It's like you know what, what uh, Jane's going to say to you, and, and you're just waiting for her to get to the punchline or to, to the story so you can start talking. But you're, you're seeing it coming from a mile away down the street, and as soon as it wraps that corner, you pounce on them like a freaking tiger or lioness or whatever it is.
1: I think you can probably wrap this back around to the first question. I think a lot of it comes with... Um, experience you know those critical thinking skills and what what was the other part of the question the critical how, thinking skills and how do i help my
0: employees develop critical thinking skills and taking ownership okay, taking that's on- two different it, topics it is taking ownership i think you're either born with it i'm sorry i think you can be born with traits for owning something i really think you can because you're going to take um you're going to take initiative to to do what you want to do. On the other hand, I think there's a lot of people that have had really bad parents or parents that have failed them in life because they did every single thing for them. Therefore, they don't know how to- Not even
1: that. I mean, it's society as a whole. We are always passing the buck and not taking responsibility. We are.
0: We're blaming somebody else. Well, you didn't do this for me, so I'm not gonna do it for you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, we see that day in and day out where people are passing the buck and passing the responsibility onto somebody else. And it is really hard to have those conversations with employees, with anybody, to say, own your shit. Like, people don't like to own their shit.
0: No, they're <laughs> they afraid don't. to.
1: It's hard, and so there's, there's two parts to that question, I feel. There's the critical thinking aspect of it, and there's the taking accountability aspect of it. And critical thinking, I, th- I mean, that's just, that's just a skill you have to develop in, in your trade you have to you know you have to know your stuff you have to learn your stuff you have to be able to think critically through a process mm-hmm. and that comes with age it comes with experience it comes with knowledge it comes with all of those things um,
0: I think and to-
1: on the flip hand side uh, to, to that other conversation about taking account accountability um, I think it starts with I mean, lead by example, you know, more is caught than, I'm sorry, more is caught than is taught. So you can say, take accountability for yourself. take accountability for your stuff. But if you don't take accountability for your own stuff, how is that going to teach anybody to take accountability for their stuff?
0: I think critical thinking is not dead. I think critical thinking is dying with, and I shouldn't say this too loudly, but probably with our generation, maybe the generation after us, I think it's dying at that point. I think we're probably some of the last critical thinkers that are out there.
1: I think it's becoming rare.
0: <laughs> I think it's becoming rare. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying as a de facto standard that is no, the case. No. I'm saying percentage-wise because, you know, back when you actually had to, to, read a, to actually read or write or do what I would consider um, things that took an exorbitant amount of time or effort, To complete because you know back when i went to (laughs) i had my job in i.t you know shipped in a car to kansas and i had to fix broken servers at two o'clock in the morning because the bank had to be up operational there was no google right all there is is Mm -hmm. troubleshooting and critical thinking so you're mastering these skills because you don't have you know google at your fingertips here you don't have the ability to to text a buddy or to to call a friend because it costs money for a long distance, right? So you don't have those abilities to reach out and, and phone home. You don't have the ability to post something on a message board saying, hey, I ran I ran into an issue. You literally are stuck in the middle of nowhere with a server that won't boot at one thirty in the morning in Colby, Kansas at a bank, and you know the bankers start at 8 o'clock the next morning and it's got to be up. You do not have an option of going home and saying, well, I didn't get it. So therefore, you have to... Troubleshoot your way out of there. You got to develop those skills, and that those critical thinking skills are are germinated.
1: Germinated? Is that the right word? I don't think so.
0: I don't know. Those critical—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're fostered out of those environments yes. in in which oh, yeah, in which you, you 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 really are you put yourselves into. Well, nowadays with Google and everything else, you don't have to critically think about anything. You just Google the freaking answer.
1: Yep. Or you're told what to think. I mean, on you know, IT related stuff aside, you're just you're flipping through constantly and told what to think. You're being yeah. fed information constantly. Yeah, and even and it, it's hard for people to step back and just think. It it's is. hard for it's hard for people to read two whole paragraphs without having to go back and reread because their mind is all over right. the place because you're used to three. Sentence three-word sentences where you're just image, 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 image. I mean, I think what we should crazy. do, like
0: our company, just as a test for two weeks, I bet we'd lose like fifty percent of our employees, though, so, and that would not be good. <laughs> but for a test for two weeks, we're gonna have the phone shelf, and we're gonna put the phone shelf up on the wall, and when you come into work every day, you have to put your phone on the phone shelf, which is gonna be in a separate room, we and then lose you'd have to go back to your desk and you, you have to work. Yeah because people can't critically think anymore like you cannot put your phone away for three hours and just work and troubleshoot something and get to the point where i'm stuck on something therefore i'm just going to figure this thing out but so many people okay new tab google hop in the phone reddit or whatever they want to do or or post something so they don't have the ability to critical think because there's too much surrounding them that like you said of distractions of having everybody had to have the easy way out.
1: Well, yeah, that alone. I mean, you're trying to find an answer, but while you're trying to find that answer, while you're trying to Google something for 10 minutes, you're getting texts, you're getting emails, you're getting DMS, you're getting Instagram notices. You're getting, you're the, you're getting distracted all day, all the time, constantly. It's so hard to concentrate some days.
0: Hence we bought these remarkables. I know. I'm was using mine the other day, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a studious person, I'm going to sit down with mine, I'm going to start writing and this sounds really, really cool. However, what do I have to write about? (laughs) I'm like forcing (laughs) myself to write write? something like a list, thinking (laughs) I already have it memorized, I already know what I'm thinking about. Why do I have to write this thing down? Because I just memorized my list. I've never had to write things down in the past, but now I do because I got a remarkable. So what do I write down? What should I write this thing for? What should I use this thing for? Do I want to look cool? They are nice.
1: Are you going to use it? I don't know.
0: I'm, I mean, I traced my hand the other day, made a turkey.
1: (laughs) Whatever. I like it. I'm a list person though. Even if I have stuff, even even if I have stuff in my head, I like to write things But you journal. I haven't really journaled in a long time, but I miss it. How
0: many years did you journal for?
1: Most of, off and on, most of my life. But I haven't journaled in
0: Can we share some years. of the journals on this podcast?
1: No, I throw them away.
0: They're all thrown away? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I love to read them. Don't come made me so mad that night. You left a toilet paper roll on or backwards. No. Is it front or backwards? Which way does it go?
1: I don't really care. I think people who think about that have way too much time on their hand or they're just way too anal. Which... Let's talk about some of your Instagram posts, like the last couple days and the, and the lines. It cracks oh, me up, shit,
0: man, <laughs>
1: it cracks me up. We're so weird. Like we're so weird.
0: There is this fetish that I have, you know, post the pictures and show, <laughs> but I love, well, I've always enjoyed vacuum lines.
1: Love me some carpet lines. But
0: now since in this place, it's like, we don't want to walk on the carpet now when there's carpet lines. <laughs>
1: hopping across the room we are so hopping across the lines
0: we don't fuck up the lines, so up the lines. <laughs> wow and then I'm mowing we need to get a line. and now I'm mowing patterns because I like the lines
1: yeah I think uh, one of your friends commented I think she thinks you're a little bit weird
0: KQ's always thought I've been a little bit weird <laughs> but I love KQ <laughs> she owns the Kennel Inn if we you are haven't. weird though if I you fully haven't admit. been up to the Kennel Inn they're wonderful people yeah so.
1: Kennel Inn rocks but I do admit that is a little bit weird. Like who obsesses over their carpet lines and their lawn mowing lines. I don't know who else does that, but it is a little weird, but that's okay. It, it feels nice. It's clean. It's, it's just, ah. it's not weird. Okay.
0: We're weird, but that's okay. Anyways, <laughs> I think that's all we're going to cover tonight. No, I just, probably. We're just going to end it. I think right here probably a good idea and this hat again just does not do this face id very well yeah and taking ownership parting words you're going to own your shit or you're not if you're not going to own your shit just bow out if you are going to own your shit then step up own it yeah and own it because it's going to do nothing but take you so much farther in your life than not owning it
1: it's hard on everybody around you when you don't own your shit too yeah it is yeah
0: anyways okay Questions, comments, keep sending them in. Uh, literally, I got dozens and dozens. And so we're going to turn this into a show where we're going to have some fun. And um, hopefully we're going to have introduce a third person here soon to. Oh, the third person. Um, we're going to introduce a third person to kind of talk about the questions and, you know, ask us in real time, too. So,
1: Okay. Can't wait.
0: I know. <laughs> Catch you guys later. Bye. Oh, there you go taxis and you have gone or ending yeah. the conversation all right see you guys later bye